so uh Craig Craig works again. Does he really? Yeah. What what happened there? I don't know. Why am I so dark? Spend a lot of time in the sun. Oh, man. Craig works again. Oh, do we want to record in here now? Uh, you know what? Why not do both? Because mm, the audio. See which one's better. Okay. Oh, yeah. Never mm -hmm. mind. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Craig. <laughs> I mean, was he was using clean feed easier? Eh, nothing's easier. Everything's a process. <laughs> if it was more than just us two, I would say Craig. Uh, because all my stuff goes to one line, and then everyone else goes to the other line with clean feed. Mm -hmm. And with Craig, everybody gets their own uh, magma. Ew. Steve, how have you been? I have been doing very well, Chris. How are you? I'm okay. I'm very stressed out. Why? What's going on? Well, there is a considerable time constraint uh, mm. because people want to do Halloween on Friday. Uh-huh. So that's almost done. I got a promotion. Oh, that's good. Eh, we'll see. <laughs> really we'll all see. I have. We'll see. It's fine. <coughs> and, uh... But the promotion is, like, just the stuff I've been doing. But they're just going to pay me the right amount of money for it now. Oh. It's very weird and, I guess, appreciated. It's, like, uh, about time. But I lose my overtime exempt status. Oh. Yeah, I'm a salary man now. I made a salary. You can dip me in your blue cheese with your, with your chicken wing. Can you, can you toss the salary? Only if you pay me. <laughs> What's going on with you, man? Oh, man. Um, I am tired. Uh, dealing with a kid is nuts. Um, <laughs> I was only... one once, I can imagine. Yeah. Um, so kind of dealing with that, dealing with the heat. Um, it's, yeah, it's very warm. Jeez, like, it was cool this morning. And then it just got really, really rough. Uh, last several hours, and I don't I, weather means nothing anymore. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Uh, we've destroyed the earth. It, it's, it's time to live in a post climate where Earth, where Earth, Earth. Yeah, I mean the climate wars are going to be interesting. Oh. <laughs> I I don't know. Like, oh man. I don't want to get into it because it's just like depressing. It really is. Like it's just I don't want to be too depressing. You know, just just a normal amount of depressing I can deal with. Do you want to start now. a depressing podcast? Let's start a depression. And then we can like get all our friends in because I think all of us have depression. So we would we would have to use Craig then. We'd have to use Craig. That <laughs> just adds a layer of frustration to the depression. Yeah. Craig oh, is actually but... a fine service that has helped us more than he's hindered us. But when Absolutely. he's hindered us, 
Oh boy, is Ooh. he fucked us. Oh man. It, it can't be as worse as Audacity. Mmm, <laughs> that was your special hell. <laughs> Audacity and the Ravenloft <laughs> adventure book. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Which... Uh, here's a hint for Friday. Mm-hmm. I picked up Van Richten's Guide to Murdering. Oh, I picked that up, too. That book is. Very good. It is a very good book. Um, it's been my... Uh, my subway, my subway, uh, my commute helper. Like I'll, I'll just read that on my commutes, which has been uh pretty, pretty good. But I mean, that's I had to pick, I had to pick it up because I needed inspiration for this new module I'm planning. So, do you have the next one or is it TJ? TJ said he has the next one. All right, which, for our, uh, for our other show, Copper Piece. Yes, which is available on all podcast distribution platforms. Yes, please listen to it. Um, it's uh yeah. So TJ has the next one. I think our only listener to this one is TJ. Yeah. Well, I hope yeah. he feels better. I know he just. I kinda... hope so too. I love that dude so much. Yeah, man. Like I feel bad for him because he he just got married, which is great. No, um, we don't gotta we don't gotta blow yeah. his personal shit we, up. We here. don't have to blow his personal shit up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, get you're well right. soon, buddy. Get well soon. I miss um, you. <laughs> listen, next week's episode to figure out what happened. No I'm kidding. Gotta gotta keep people hooked. Um, oh man! So what have you been playing? What have I been playing? You're first on the document. What have you been playing? I have been playing, and I beat Tales of Arise. Nice. Finally. Uh oh boy, I got a lot to say about this game. Um, I am reviewing it for uh, Season Gaming, so right. I'm not gonna talk about everything here. Um, and I'm trying to keep it spoiler free. So, uh, all I'm gonna say is I feel like two different teams made this game, and one team made the front half, and the other team made the back half. Oh, real Final Fantasy XV situation, huh? Yeah, because, like, it's, oh boy. Um, I've said before, like, most of my problems with this game are just nitpicks, but then I hit, like, I'm gonna say roughly the 27-hour mark, Hmm. dude. I I played the game for four hours. I had it on for four hours, should I say. And I only played 20 minutes of it. Ooh, difficulty because, spike? No, no, not difficulty spike. It's all just, you get to a certain point in the game, and oh, cut it, it's cutscenes and exposition. So much exposition. Final Fantasy thirteen. It's, dude, it's worse than that. Oh, no. It's worse. Like, dude, I wrote here that, Kojima would be blushing if he saw this. It's because... worse than Miss Lightning's wild ride. <laughs> so, like, it. Listen, the game follows every single JRPG, like standard. All right. Where it's it's the same thing as every single other JRPG game, where it's just like, you know, oh, smart, do the small task, and now you're you're like fighting God. <laughs> like, it, it's the same trope, mm. but. What they do is, there's a lot of key information that's missing from the front half, and it's supposed to pull you in and be really intriguing, and I'm like, okay, I get that, I really like that, but the characters repeat the same things over and over again, yeah. um, and it's to a point which is, it's ad nauseum, and like, it's just like, I, I, <laughs> it gets annoying, and that's understating it, mm-hmm. and then when you get to the end, 
there is some really important information that changes the entire outlook of the game. Or it should. It was kind of expected. I, I saw it coming from a mile away, but I, I was kind of like, hey, this is really important. This is a big piece of information. This would change everyone's perspective. I want to see how that plays out in this game's society because we spent the whole game learning about their society. And then it doesn't. And then it doesn't. Oh, that's yeah. brutal. So it's kind of like, this is really important to the story. This this situation should have arrived, I would say, at the halfway point. Like, at the halfway point, the big reveal should have happened, and then the rest of the game could have been focusing on, like, okay, so this is what's really happening. How do we solve this problem? And instead, they take the last, I'm going to say, seven to eight hours of the game, and they pack it all into there. And mm. that leaves me with, dude, there was at one point where I left one place to go to another place where it was just three hours of cutscenes and the exposition train and all the stuff. And then I got to actually play the game again. And like, it, it, it just, and then the ending was just kind of like, by the time the ending happened, I was just kind of like, okay, what does any of this mean again? <laughs> Like, because it ultimately meant nothing. And I was just kind of like, okay, happy ending. There it is. <laughs> like, and I'm like, I'm sitting here, I'm going, okay, the first half and the action, the combat, and the team organization is so good. The itemization is so basic and simple, it's great. Like, it is a throwback to, like, the older RPGs where you weren't potion, worrying about... High potion, mega potion, done. Exactly. You weren't juggling 800 pieces of equipment yeah. or items. Um, you could if you want to, but... Um, you don't have to overly necessary. worry about, like, elemental damages and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there was one point in the game where, like, the difficulty spike did go up, and I was kind of like, okay, well, everything's weak to lightning, so let me just take all my characters and just set them all so they can only do lightning attacks. <laughs> so... And like kind of waltz through it, Done. yeah, and that that made it much easier. Um, and then there came a point where, <laughs> so get this, there is a point where, towards the end, yeah. you were met with six teleporters. It's a mixture. It's a fantasy game mixture mixed in with sci like sci fi. Okay. So there's there's six teleporters, right before the final boss. Yeah, and each one is after an element. So you can go through the teleporter, and in the teleporters, there's these bosses. Mini bosses, whatever you want to call them. Um, Mega Man. Yeah. Um, they are incredibly hard. Like, even on story mode, they were pretty hard to get past. And it's to a point where they would, you would consume all of your items. All your potions, all... Right anything, before the final boss. Right before the final boss. I mean, yeah. these were optional. But here's the thing. You can just go right for the final boss and end it right there. Or you could defeat all six of these bosses and groups or whatever. So you can use a teleporter so you can get more items. Because otherwise you gotta trek back the entire way through that final dungeon oh. and it's it's Ooh. rough. That's yeah. Mean. It's super mean. That's um, that's an old school <laughs> JRPG trope. It is. So I was like, fuck this, I'm gonna jump through it. And then I remembered something about this game. It had our good friend Michael Transactions, Michael Transactions in it. He was in it. 
uh and boy oh man is they're evil like so in all the tales games you can usually hold a typical 15 of each item right yeah if you buy the microtransactions you can up that number from 15 to 99 oh boy you get sp points which like levels up your abilities you get gold oh they literally get... put pay to win transactions in yep oh man so, that's upsetting it's super upsetting um so i had to do the the journalistic thing and i paid for two of them 15 bucks not a big deal on top of the already 60 bucks i paid for the game mm. um but that being its own i paid for these microtransactions and it made literally the like that little bit of the game so much easier because it was offering permanent stat boosts it was yeah. offering like all, all this stuff and if but the good thing is though if i want to play the game over again which i could with new game plus i can keep all those bonuses because damn well be a, better be able to yeah and uh i can use them on my next run is there an option to disable them once you have them yes yes you can all right so we can do that if you want um a lot of people like, so like i'm kind of teetering on like if the microtransactions like the transactions are bad straight up they oh yeah that's a real they, scummy thing to do yeah it's it's shitty it's really it really breaks the game to an extent yeah. um but people are complaining that the transactions are like in your face all the time and that's the train i can't get aboard <laughs> like i'm usually with a lot of people and i'll be like yeah okay yeah that is annoying that's terrible uh and but it's not the case here. But that no, they're the microtransactions themselves are bad. They're not that intrusive though. It's not like Xbox or PlayStation where I turn on the console and there's a fucking ad right away. It's not like Steam where I turn on Steam and boom, I'm hit with a sale for a game I'm never gonna buy. Yeah. You know, those are more intrusive. But otherwise I would give it a solid seven, which is probably the lowest score the game's got, but I gotta be critical of it. Alright. So and how much of that is from the um my, microtransaction debacle? Um, I took a solid point off for the micro the microtransactions. All right. Uh, personally, just because like I've played it with and without, and the the gap, the power gap alone, is big enough to make me go like, no, this is bad to a, a point. So I I I had to deduct the point for that. I had to deduct the point just because. The the narrative is awful <laughs> towards right. the end, um, and then another point. Um, it was a narrative, and another point just for the design in certain areas was just atrocious, uh, graphically, with uh, a lots of pop ins, mm. like the draw distance in some areas were beautiful, like amazing artwork, but then you'll be running around somewhere, and then like and 15... it's ass. <laughs> Yeah, fifteen feet in front of you, a guy will pop up out of nowhere, and I'm like, "What? What, what, what just happened?" So, solid seven for me. All right. Still good. Seven's still a good score. Let's be. C's get degrees, baby. Yeah, they do. <laughs> what about you? Uh, so I've been playing Ill, Ill Winter's Floor Plan Generator, uh, yeah. making maps for D and D. All right. I've been playing Roll Twenty. Writing adventures for D and I think I found a a nice life hack on roll twenty. Yeah. Instead of 
instead of using like the outline, like writing an outline document that sits in like the whatever section, I I've just been appending notes to the map itself. Really? Yeah, cuz you can you can just there's a text tool you can use to um write like blocks of text. Oh, oh. text tool, who would have thought? And you could just put them on the GM layer where only you can see them. Oh, that's excellent. Yeah, it's pretty good. That's that's really useful. I'm going to have to use that. Definitely. Um, as, use that. Aside from that, uh, Final Fantasy fourteen. I got my car. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Uh, hilarious. The car is hilarious. It's <laughs> so fucking big. Like... <laughs> I I would compare it to my new car's size, actually. My my really? Grand Marquis, yes. Oh, that's funny. And uh, when when your Lala fell, you don't sit down to drive it. You stand on the seat <laughs> because you cannot sit down to drive the car. You're too small, <laughs> and it's hilarious. Four pe three other people can get in. You could drive them around. Oh, that's it's, cool. It's a it's a fun time. Is this was this a, a re-release car? Yeah, okay. yeah, it's the uh, car from fifteen. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I have seen it drive around. I'm like, oh, that's you can you... you can get it. I, I think you can get it. I'm gonna jump on, um, not tonight, but now that I'm done with tails. I have like free time, oh, a life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, damn, I'm never reviewing a game that long again. Well, don't do an RPG. I won't. <laughs> That's that. Uh, other than that, tis the season to get real fucking spooky. Uh, so I played. I played Phasmophobia oh. for the one year anniversary, and it's actually like the very. It it's turning into a very good game. Like I always had fun with it previously, but like just the updates they're making, the quality of life changes, just superb. The new journal changes are excellent. You don't have to keep flipping through pages. Everything's there with just one click. Oh, that's great. Um, you can rule out evidence now, which will help you narrow down ghosts faster. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, it's very nice. Um, I've also been playing a very heavily Phasmophobia-inspired game called Ghost Hunter Corp. Mm, yes. Uh, where you go in and it's Phasmo, but you fist fight the ghost. <laughs> it's amazing. It's... So janky and so much fun. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. It, you go in and uh much like Phasmo, each ghost will give you some evidence. But instead of like the the ghost is mostly identified on behavior instead of evidence, the evidence will just give you the things you need to exercise the ghost. Okay. Yeah. So like if a ghost is presenting like drawing on the wall, then you have to fucking douse it in holy water um there is there is an asset that might get its ass suit off and uh it has something called a neutrino gun and when you use it it's the same damn fucking sound effect from ghostbusters like lifted direct yeah Mm -hmm. other than that it's like a real good time (laughs) that's awesome I i wish i could play like scary games like that it's it's only scary when you don't know what you're doing but as you get more like adept with it it almost becomes like a speed running puzzle game if that makes sense okay 
I can there see are, you, It's just got some jump scares in it. Okay. I mean, I, I, I don't like the jump scare part, but that's uh, seems interesting enough. If I ever have time to, to play something like that. What does this mean? What does what mean? Clean Feed told me to save regularly. Um, I don't know what that... Alright, let's keep rolling. Let's keep rolling, because right. that's worrying. <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're recording, right? Yeah, it's, it is recording. Alright. Technology. Craig. What a do, joy. Do you want to stop here and switch to Craig? No. Okay. We'll go to... We'll go... If Craig's working next week, we'll try him back out. All right. Because we're going to get into the, the real we're gonna meat and potatoes. going to get into the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes of this episode, because it, it might as well be a Blizzard episode. <laughs> this is the Blizzard. Do you want to do all the non-Blizzard shit first? Yeah, let's do all the non-Blizzard stuff and just knock that shit out of the way, because there's, there's a lot. Batista, Batista Dave Batista, ex-pro mm-hmm. wrestler, Guardians of the Galaxy, turned down a spot in Fast and the Furious, that beloved car franchise, because he wants to be Marcus Phoenix in the Gears of War movie. Okay. I can, at first, I could see this. I can see it. I think you do a good job with it. Yeah, you but, do a great job. Yeah, but, like, um, was that promised? <laughs> like, no. Was that, like, there was, like, you It just... wasn't promised, but the way he describes it is, like, I can't do something I don't have passion for, and I don't have passion for Fast and the Furious. In or something case, to that effect. Uh, that comes from giantfreakinrobot.com. Um, you know what? I agree with him. Yeah. Like, he, doesn't need a, he doesn't need to take shitty rolls to pay the bills. Uh, he's not Vin Diesel. Hey. He's doing <laughs> I, great with those movies. I love Vin Diesel. Uh, you know, he is a D&D player. He's a WoW nerd. Uh, I respect all that, but the guy only needs to make this one series of movie and never have to act in anything else ever again. It would be nice and if they continued the, the Chronicles of Riddick, though. I would love that. It would be really good. It would be awesome, but uh, I don't think that's uh, going to happen. My other news item is Amazon is truly creating a nightmarish dystopia. Um, This one's from Vice. Uh, Amazon is putting AI augmented cameras into its delivery into its contractors delivery vehicles that will detect when unsafe driving habits are are used such as like stopping short, uh idling too long, etc cetera, etc. Cetera. But the thing is it can't determine if it's the driver's fault or if it's uh outside forces like the driver gets cut off so he has to slam the brakes and they're getting they're getting stiffed out of like bonus pay that's real shit oh man that's I, real it's shitty. An, yeah i know it's another shitty thing that amazon's doing it's it's okay like this is this is going to be a really weird situation and i am going to work through these emotions with you um it's really shitty but i've also seen a lot of real shitty delivery drivers working for amazon so i can see why they would want to implement it I don't think it's right, though. I think it just should come down to the, the good old, there's a sticker on the back of the car, you call the number and say, this guy's an asshole. <laughs> like, o- only because I almost got driven off the road by one the other day. Oh. Like, the guy stopped in the middle of... <sighs> I forgot what highway it was. 
It was Redacted Highway. Yeah. Don't um, give out your location. No, of course. Um, but the guy stopped and almost caused, like, a huge car accident just because he had to... He didn't even park. He got out of the... He got out in the middle of the street, got out of his car so he could make the delivery. I mean, that also speaks to the unreasonable demands that the companies put on these poor folks. Oh, yeah. It's... I... That's why, like... I can't put so much blame. I can only if if there was like a a blame percentage, seven, I would say eighty five percent would go to Amazon as a company, just also because I hate them and they, there's so many different ways they can do things. Um, a bunch has to go to logistics companies too because they have very unreal like, like situations going on. Like their expectations are crazy. Yeah. Um, and those are enforced by Amazon. And then I'll, yeah. I'll give five percent to the driver, <laughs> you know. I yeah, don't... everybody makes a bad call once in a while. Yeah. Um. So I throw the five because you know I've seen videos of some really good Amazon drivers and delivery people. And how did that make you feel? Um. Well, watching the video made me feel nice. All right. Because I was like, these are people. Yes. And they're treating others like people. Like there was this one woman. Uh, she she's yelling at the camera because the house didn't have a house number on it. And she's like, you gotta put a house number in your house. What happens if you got into an emergency or something and ambulance couldn't find you? You know, you gotta watch out for that kind of stuff. And I was like, good point, Amazon driver. Um, but did you know that this whole thing... Counterpoint, you... who are you to tell me what to do with my house? I mean, true. That is very true. If, I, if I'm gonna die, I wanna die without anyone finding out where I am. <laughs> That's that's the ticket right there. <laughs> oh, if I could somehow Amontillado myself, mwah, chef's kiss. <laughs> oh, you won't find me till I start stinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna get a get a text. Uh, can you put the last brick in for me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So this whole Amazon thing gets even worse than this, though. Um, around like their their warehouses. They want to build housing complexes. Yeah, for their so employees. the employees never fucking leave. Yeah, yeah. And that's... if they leave, if they leave their job, they're homeless. Uh huh. That's even yeah. worse. That's, that's even. Oof. That's some actual shadow run bullshit. Yeah. Like I, I saw that and I was like, "Ooh, this is this is not good. Not not great." <laughs> and that's it's like, um it's... Uh, feudalism, actually. I think. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we're kind of like, uh, here goes the depression yeah, thing again. I know, I know. We're spiraling <laughs> back towards societal regression, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But, uh, what's, what's Kena Bridge of Spirits? So this was a game that was heavily, heavily marketed on Sony's platform. Okay. So P- PS4, PS5, this was marketed as this huge adventure game that looked like a, almost like a Pixar movie. And it was cute. It was adorable. Um, something really unique that people re- were drawn to. Um, the problem was, within the last several months, Sony just stopped advertising. And this brought a lot of people to be like, hey, is this actually going to be done and good? And then people on Twitter were vague tweeting about an upcoming game being really bad. And people were really confused. And it turns out, oh, uh, there were problem issuing review keys for the game. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> then um, 
the Zuriuki situation, um, the heavy skepticism, and they couldn't. The embargo was the midnight after the game came out. So, when the game dropped, no reviews were going to be available for it. Odd choice. <laughs> yeah, that's a very that's a red flag. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of people get really worried, and then a lot of influencers and journalists came out and said, "No, it's actually it's actually really good." So people had to flock back, and it it's doing pretty good, sitting at like an eighty-five on Metacritic, um, which isn't bad. That's solid game. Um, it is only forty bucks, so even I might try it out. But still, um, it, it's stuff like that, though, as practices and policies that makes me like kind of go. Uh, I don't know, because we had the same situation happen with Cyberpunk, where the review keys were oh, given, yeah. given away on a Friday, and the reviews had the embargo of Monday after. So you had a bunch of reviewers only able to put like 40 hours into it because they had to write the review and play the game super fast, without yeah. any breaks. And people were like, well, oh, this is a shitty review. And it's like, yeah, of course it is. They had two days to write it. <laughs> like... I'm not allowed to use the PS4 anymore. Why? Uh, because Amy has so many games on it, there's no room for me to do anything. Oh. But that's fine. The only thing I was using it for was Tony Hawk uh, 1 and 2 Remake. <laughs> it's so good. It really, it's still good. It's been out a goddamn year already. Uh, yeah. I can't believe that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What's next? What's next? What's next? All right, Sean Professor Layden. Professor Sean Layden made a quote that got a lot of people talking. Uh, he said, the turning profit with an entertainment streaming service platform is extremely hard and complicated, not to mention a drastic reduction in revenue for creators. Um, a lot of yeah. people... Yeah. Yeah, he's right. That's uh-huh. common sense. Yes. That, that should common. be common sense. It should be, but you would think that, you would think that people would take that and be like, yeah, that's, what that's is- right. What is Sean? Is he PlayStation? He was uh, head of play- Sony PlayStation US, uh, and then he left mysteriously. We don't know why. <laughs> um, the only to-, to issue this cryptic warning <laughs> that streaming is hard. He's like a ghost of Sony. He comes back the and ghost drops of knowledge. Sony past. <laughs> drops knowledge and goes away. You know, oh, he's shit. got chains, too. He's, he's He's haunting Jim Ryan and going, I know you're going to say something stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Herman? (laughs) Um, Herman Cain, he's dead. Herman Cain, oh yeah. Uh, I was talking about Herman Holst, who also, by the way, remember how he said like a couple of weeks back, like anytime Jim Ryan says something stupid, Herman Holst is like right behind him. Yeah. It happened at the Sony event. Like, Jim Ryan pops up. He doesn't say anything stupid. But then, like, mm-hmm. as he goes away, we got a couple of trailers, and Herman Holst is right there, like, right <laughs> after him. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, mm, this is good. Perfect. Oh. oh, man. So. So this comes at an odd turn. Yes. And uh, people are. It's funny because people who are Xbox oriented did not like this statement, clearly because. It's it has implications of... about Game Pass. Exactly. Which yes. is correct. I don't know how Game Pass is... N- I... Listen, anyone can tell me how Game Pass <laughs> is making money or whatever. I don't care. I don't think it is. 
See, that's the thing. I don't know if it is I, or isn't. I'm. I, I don't. I, mm, I think Game Pass is a way to get people using Microsoft stores spend money on Microsoft store transactions. Yes, I think that's what it's being used for. Uh, Which is, and, uh, I mean, that's that's fine because you you don't need the microtransactions to enjoy the games that are on the store. No, you don't. Like Unless at all. Sales of rise. Um, <laughs> um, so it's it's just really interesting that this comes up at this time um, because currently and this is not made headlines I have a friend of mine who works in the industry this is how I know this uh, Hollywood Union IATSE is going on strike because these huge production companies don't want to pay people for working on shows debuting on streaming platforms um, this includes lack, uh, lack of proper breaks, so 12-hour workdays without breaks. They don't want to pay the employees fair, fairly. Um, and these are coming from, like, major, major companies, Paramount, um, Disney. Yeah. You know, you name these production companies. And it's all because they don't believe that streaming media is the big thing. But... Oh, well, Apple then TV. they don't get to make shows. Like, yeah, that's, that's the other... If you don't pay people, people won't work for you. And then you don't get to make things. Mm-hmm. And then Netflix is just like, yes, we will pay you. And then Netflix gets to make all the fun things. Yeah. I, I don't know if that... Because Netflix... From what I understand, Netflix does is some people will go out, they'll make a show, they'll shoot four or five episodes, give it to Netflix, and Netflix will go, fine, we'll sign you. Like a record label, um, and then they'll, then the production has to make the rest of the episodes, and and Netflix buys those episodes instead of Netflix actually producing the episodes themselves. Ah, um, so it's that happens sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes. Um, so Netflix does lose out money on some shows, like there was the superhero one. I can't remember the name of it, but it had like the boys, not the boys. That was Amazon, Umbrella um, Academy. No, not that one. It was, it was like one where like, it was like, it was the misfits. Like, nah, no, I don't remember which one it was. Um, okay. But <laughs> it was cool. like superheroes that are like 50 years old and are getting too old for this shit. And, um, Birdman. No. Oh. I'd love to, to make another Birdman. Um, anyways. Birdman! So both lawyer and regular version, I'll take. Um, so this happens, all this news is coming out, possible strike, and they're acting like streaming is bad, but Ted Lasso swept the Emmys the other night. Like, won a ton of awards. But the Emmys aren't based on viewer data or, like, viewer input, right? Well, most of these aren't. They're, they're yeah. voted on by an academy. So essentially, it's just like that's just a big fancy commercial for Ted Lasso. Exactly. Well, that's yeah. That's what all these yeah. award shows are. They're they're all just commercials for the actors and the production companies and all this stuff. And I was watching a video. Um, I forgot who made it because I I always forget this shit. But it broke down. I think it was Eddie Burback who did this video where he broke down why award shows are good for actors and terrible for viewers. And it's like, the viewers, all you see is rich people getting richer, because, hey, if you win an award, 
that makes more people want to buy into you, which is how you make your millions. But the actors, it opens up opportunities because it shows the studios, hey, he was in this thing, and we could piggyback off that fame. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's interesting to see this happening. It's interesting to see this comment drop from Sean Layden to happen at a time where you have like other media industries like starting to strike because of that possible situation of like yeah. the streaming area. Um, so it brings me to this question of, is this happening with games that we don't know? Um, I know it's really skeptical to think about. It's kind of like a... Well, there's no gaming union, so probably not. True. Game companies are probably just dealing with whatever they need to to keep the lights on. True. And, uh, um... Well, do you unionize? I am all for these companies to unionize. I'm all for it. Um, so, once I heard this news, I kind of had this theory that this is why Microsoft ended up buying those studios instead of outsourcing help. Because they can control this and keep things inside. And also pay them regular wages. Exactly. Uh, it keeps everything internalized. So, Here's the thing. I, if you treat employees like people, they don't rebel against you because you're treating them like people. Yes, it is. Unlike a certain company, we're going to go right into this. We're going to segue right into Right this. into Bla- Yeah. Uh. <laughs> oh, boy. Let's start uh. with the most bizarre part of it. Do I, do I get the... Just- window? When what? do I play taps? When do I play taps with this company? Uh, sometime in the next two weeks, I'd imagine. I have a trumpet if you want to use it. <laughs> okay. Uh, so the most the most bizarre news coming out of Activision King today, Active Active Blizzard King Actibling Actibling King Actibling King Actibling, um, Candy Crush is now an esport, and Chloe Kardashian is hosting a tournament tomorrow. What? Yes. Thank you, Polygon, for really just telling me that esports are just bullshit all around, honestly, with this one. <laughs> um the winner get the winner of this tournament, this Candy Crush tournament, gets a year supply of gold bars. I don't what? know what that means. <laughs> I think it's an really in-game item, that. and I hate this timeline. <laughs> you, know, you know how every podcast opens up with like this is gonna be a great show. Um, I should have I should have said that at the beginning of the show because this is this, this is a is, fucking weird one, everybody. This is the switch. Oh, that was the good act of Blizzard news. <laughs> um, Activision Activision Blizzard's chief legal officer has resigned after being in the role for three years. Uh, Claire Hart announced her departure from Blizzard on uh, two days ago, which I guess is Monday. Yep. Did it via LinkedIn. (laughs) Odd choice. (laughs) And I guess just said, fuck this shit, I'm out. (laughs) Best of luck to her, and I hope she finds a less problematic uh, company. I I hope that a lot of the people who are leaving on their own fruition who out there's a lot yeah um people don't see how many folks are leaving blizzard in droves it's pretty high i hope they land on their feet in a much better climate i i absolutely agree with that um but to see p 
people who have been there for two to three years. Listen, two to three years ago, the whole change in command happened. Yeah. You had Mike Morhaim leave, you had a bunch of these other guys leave, new people came in, and then... Um, oh. Oh yeah, someone else quit too recently. No, I looked up what a chief legal officer did. Oh, okay. And a chief legal officer is an expert and leader who helps the company minimize its legal risks by advising the company's other officers and board members on any major legal and regulatory issues the company confronts, such as litigation risks. She literally so would fuck this I shit up. I guess she's been yelling for three years and went, I, I can't get through to these people. Bye. Exactly. That was, that's what I was building up to. She got in there. Uh, remember that this, this, this initial lawsuit happened because the investigation happened two years ago. So you had J. Allen Breck jump in. And all of a sudden, within three months of his position, of his promotion, he was told, oh yeah, by the way, we're being investigated for sexual harassment. Fantastic! <laughs> and then this woman, uh, good old Claire Hart. This person, I don't, I'm sorry, this person, Claire Hart. She, she they... gets the job, and a year later she's finding out about this. And then it's like, I, I did everything I could. There's nothing more I can do. I'm getting on one of the lifeboats and sailing away from this version of the Titanic. <laughs> Goodbye. No, Jack, there is no room on the door for you. <laughs> no codic by your own door. Um, which, by All the right. way, he got subpoenaed. He did, he did. But first off, so the whole, there's two there's room for two people on the door thing. Mm -hmm. at the end of Titanic, the door wasn't... The door didn't have enough depth to support two people. If he had climbed on to that door with her, then the whole thing would have went under and they both would have died. End of argument. I believe it. I... No, well, it's like when, when you try to float something in the water and then you put too much shit on it and it just kind of goes... Listen, people just wanted any reason for um they just wanted to see Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio's dick. Yeah. Even though he was like sixteen at the time. That's gross. You're gross. I didn't say that. You did. Not you. The the <laughs> general you. Oh, okay. The the people who wanted to see his dick. I got it. And people who wanted to see Leonardo DiCaprio's dick back in like nineteen ninety seven or whatever. <laughs> How old is Leonardo DiCaprio? He's, uh... When I'm, was I'm gonna say Leo 43. I wanna say that's 43. depressing, because that's very close to me. No, he's, uh, 10 years older than I am. Okay. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah, you were roughly correct. Okay. Um... So Bobby Kotick <laughs> has got his Bobby Kotick <laughs> in a vice. <laughs> he does. I didn't. I forgot to put the link to this, but it's everywhere. Oh, it being is. reported by everyone. Mm -hmm. So just kind of turn on your phone, and you can find it. It's it's probably on your home screen. That's where I got it from. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead, go off, Queen. Um. Oh my God. So <laughs> this is what the fourth or fifth uh, lawsuit being brought from the S. Well. This is a new lawsuit being brought up by the SEC. 
Uh, federal security regulators have launched a, a wide-ranging investigation into Activision Blizzard Inc. included how video game publishing giant handles employees' allegations of sexual misconduct and workplace discrimination, according to people familiar with the investigation documents reviewed by the Wall Street Journal. Uh, the Securities and Exchange Commission has subpoenaed Activision, known for its Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Candy Crush franchises, and several of its other senior executives, including longtime chief executive Bobby Kotick, according to the people and the documents. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, the agency is asking for documents including minutes from Activision board meetings since 2019. Personal files of six former employees and separation agreements of the company has reached this year with staffers. Uh, records show. Uh, the SEC is asking for Mr. Kotick's communications with other senior executives regarding complaints of sexual harassment or discrimination by Activision employees or contractors. The documents show. Ooh. Oh, now I have to go look at... Oh, this is from the Wall Street Journal. Yes, this is from the Wall Street Journal. No, this is not from the Wall Street Journal. Hold on. Let me, let me find out who we can credit because I just copy-pasted and you just read it verbatim. I did. Um, I didn't get a chance to read the whole thing and kind of put it into my own words, so I kind of just read it verbatim. Mm, um, this is from the Wall Street Journal. They stated it, the prior. Okay. It is from uh, the Wall Street Journal. Wall Street so Journal. the SEC, the Securities Exchange Commission, is looking into Activision and Bobby Kotick not for wrongdoings, but because they might have misled stockholders. Uh, which they're pushing their own lawsuit as well. Yep. So you got a lawsuit. Well, they're from... they're looking at the possibility of a lawsuit. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, they're not they're not actually in litigation yet. Oh yeah, um, I just killed the, the biggest mosquito I've ever seen in my life. Um, so I would drink its this... blood, grow stronger. I actually, wish... the big ones are males, and they mostly just eat like rotten fruit. Oh really? Yeah, the big ones are chill. They won't suck your blood. It's the little ones you gotta watch out for. Oh, did not know that. Yeah, um, it's still creepy as fuck, and I hate them. Oh, absolutely. It's but, you know, let let the bats get a meal. Nah, I don't have the bats in my house though. Uh, um, Why not? It's fucking spooky season, dude. I I didn't find I didn't get my shipment of bats yet. Happy fall, y'all. <laughs> if it ever gets the fall weather, um, but yeah. So, uh, I this is let's see. Activision Blizzard has a lawsuit from state of California, mm -hmm. uh, the shareholders, mm -hmm. uh, the employees, mm -hmm. uh, the SEC now. Well, almost. Almost. Um, I just, do we think this is going to be a company in a year? Y yes, but I don't think, I think it's going to be drastically different. Mm -hmm. I think everyone on the board's getting chopped. Yeah. Um they're going to turn a super they're going to turn super like lib friendly like and push all the all the HR training on them. Mm -hmm. I don't I don't mean that as a bad thing, but there are companies that are like definitely not liberal friendly and then there are companies that are liberal friendly. I uh from what I've seen, the Blizzard side is li liberal friendly. And the Activision, the Activision side sign is, is just not. a corporate greed machine. And that and it's filled with a lot of the right wing, pro military Trump people. Yes. So, like the literal torture advocate. Yes, like the absolute literal. Like torture George advocate. W. Bush's literal torture advocate. Fran Townsend, 
who yeah. blocked her own employees from accessing like her tweets on Twitter, and then eventually just deleted Twitter. She deleted her account. Um, I wonder if she did it in favor of Parler, like so many others did. Oh God, and I don't want to get started on that. Um, that oh my God, uh, I do actually, want to get like, started on that. <laughs> Hackers are targeting the sites that are hosting sites like Parler and Gab. Well, did you and see? And just like, did yeah. I see what? What's happening? So the creator of Parler uh, got kicked off. Like the whole website crashed because he got kicked off of Amazon's cloud services. Yes. Uh, and now he's trying to like find. Yeah, other he's shopping around for a hosting service. Yeah, and everyone's turning him down. Yeah, good. <laughs> so it's great. Um, what else is there? That's all I got about Parler, because I hate... You know, good riddance. Yeah. Good riddance to these people. Make make the FBI's job a little bit easier. Well, they did. They didn't have any security on their database. You could just backdoor into it and download everything. Oh my god, I remember that. It was it was so rinky-dink, it's fine. <laughs> to, uh, to get off on the... To go off onto the political news for a quick second. Um, I think it was... So, Roger Stone got a subpoena in the middle of a uh, oh yeah a radio show. They just fucking like banged on the recording booth and were like, "You've been served." Like apparently, I've been served midair. <laughs> Good. Fuck you. Go back to jail. Yeah, it's about time. Die there, please. <laughs> oh, we got deplatformed. Oh, uh, whatever. Um. It's it's Roger Stone. Have you seen the picture of this guy? There's one of him wearing like a top hat. It looks like he's gonna race around the world in an air balloon. It's fantastic. No, he looks like he's the villain in the he air does. balloon story. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, he looks like the guy from the Wild Wild West. <laughs> the bad guy. Um, he looks like he impersonates fucking uh Pence on the weekend. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so let's uh Oh never mind. <laughs> never mind. I saw hired I saw higher res images and he's very wrinkly. He is. Uh hey listen, a lemon party can break out whenever whenever they want it to. Whenever um, the passion strikes them. <laughs> um so this Activision Blizzard stuff, it doesn't end here. Uh because Overwatch executive producer uh Chaco Sunny left or is leaving Blizzard Entertainment as well. And he is very high up in the Overwatch 2 area. So it's more people leaving. More people leaving. And and this is the after reason for the season. Yep. And this is after Jeff Kaplan left. And Jeff Kaplan was a fan favorite like face for Overwatch. He was giving all the updates. He was he, I, he was an executive producer, I believe as well. Um so this is, I can't say... The only executive producer I trust is Dick Wolf. You can't say that. Why? Because you can't say Dick Wolf on TV. Oh. <laughs> He's gonna sue us. That's a 30 Rock joke. Oh. That's <laughs> why I don't know it. Yeah. Kenneth, uh, the page, he's like a highly... He's like a religious character. Yes, he's very, very straight-laced. And he's like... <laughs> He's like, we can't just say Dick Wolf on TV. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and then... uh He had kinda... the choice to go by Richard Wolf, but he woke up and chose Dick. He, ch- 
woke up and chose dick. Um, so also to kind of put a, a ribbon, I guess, on this. After put a ribbon we, on that dick, Wolf. Put a ribbon on that dick. Oh man! So, uh, Vicarious Visions, wonderful team. They're the guys who yeah. did the Tony Hawk. Yeah. Uh, oh, I read this. Know. Let's go. We're going full circle here. Um, they came out and uh, told players who want to play Diablo 2 Remains, because they know. How could you not? Yeah. Um, they said, listen, if you want to play it or not, it's totally up to you. That's not a decision that we can make for you. You have to make it for yourself. It's your and personal choice whether or not you want to support this company, Wink. Exactly. And they went, you can buy it or not, whatever. Which, in its case, it's them creating a headline to make people go, oh, it's coming out, I should probably buy it, because I do want to support them, you know. And we had so many conversations, not on this show, but just internet in general, about whether we should be supporting projects like this or not. Um, and that's a decision I can't make for you. I can't. Yeah, everybody um, gotta make their own decision on that one. Yeah. As long as you're happy with it. It's the right choice. Yeah. Um, just, you know, just because of all the Stuff ad nauseum. All the pain and suffering that the companies cause. Exactly. There are some good people who rely on this money. You know, if you feel the need to buy it, go for it. It's 40 bucks. Oh. Who's paying 40 bucks to play Diablo 2 in 2021? (laughs) Holy shit. All right. Sorry, Vicarious Visions. That was unfair, but like, I'm I'm sure your work's worth it, but goddamn. Vicarious Visions had to come in and fix it. Oh, so, yeah. oh, Jesus. Yeah. How do you so, fuck up a port? Um, well, this happened with Warcraft 3. Uh, yeah, that was so, really bad, actually, wasn't it? It was a train wreck. Um, so Vicarious Visions came in, saw the Diablo 2 remastered stuff, and went like, okay, we have to fix this. So, I'm glad that they're doing it. I watched a bunch of interviews the last BlizzCon that happened with the staff members and stuff talking about it. Yeah. Um, and that was way before all this news came out. Um, and it, it, I was kind of like, you know what? Blizzard had its time where they did some bad things with the whole situation with um, Blitzchung and China, and I don't agree with that stuff. But I was kind of like, okay, this is them trying to make up for it. And then lo and behold, mm-hmm. now I'm sitting here going like, well, this sucks. Mm-hmm. Even, um, even the members who are left of the World of Warcraft team, they understand they have to pull the ripcord because the players aren't happy and they're leaving in droves. So stuff has to happen. Blizzard has to figure out a way to appease the players while also making do on the the promises that the employees made, uh, the requests that the employees made, which still have not been met. So, just want to put that out there too. So, I'm, it's rough. And I feel for, I, I know someone who works for Blizzard. And uh, I reached out to her and I was like, listen, I, I hope everything's okay. Because it just not stop. <laughs> it just doesn't stop. And it, it's a rough situation. I would hate to have you, like, I would hate to know that this stuff happened and you might have been impacted. Impacted. Yeah. And she just told me, like, she's like, I appreciate it. Thanks for the messages. And I was like, I hope everything goes well. Just because there are a lot of good people. So I hope the good people get what they need. But I also suggest uh, they update their resume. 
<laughs> power to the workers and eat the rich. Uh-huh. Eat the rich. Eat the rich. <sighs> I got, like, two more things on here. All right, what you got? I want then we'll do some notes. shout-outs and get out of here. There we go. Uh, Best Buy is finally holding stock of PS5s and Xbox Series X systems in their stores wow. starting tomorrow. Yes. I don't know how many systems there will be of each, uh, but I can tell you from GameStop numbers that I have received, um, the average amount of PS5s were about 12, a mixture of the disc and discless versions. Across uh, the entire company, right? Yeah, 12, the whole company. <laughs> yes. Per, per store, roughly. Um so, uh, Xbox Series X systems were about six, with Xbox Series S systems sitting at about roughly three per store. Uh, so I don't know how, I don't know if Best Buy cashed in a large check. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Um, we'll definitely hear about the numbers then. <laughs> um, yeah. And then the last thing I want to mention is that the Halo flight for Halo um, Infinite is starting tomorrow as well. Uh, I think it's this weekend coming up. It'll be active, and then the weekend following. What is a Halo flight? It's their way of saying beta. I oh, hate okay. the word. Yeah, it's just them being fancy. All right. All right. That's all I got. Nobody to shout out? No shout outs? Uh, shout outs. Um, I would like to give a quick shout out to my uh, the season gaming podcast named The Bitcast. Uh, they stream their podcast every Sunday at 11 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, 12 o'clock. Oh. I think it's 11 or... I'm never going to watch them. In the morning? Oh, in the morning, maybe. <laughs> I'm, morning. I'm working. I'm never going to watch them. <laughs> uh, they're also streaming it to YouTube and Spotify and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, I want to give a really big shout out to um, a guy who's already been known. It is the Spawn on Me podcast oh. with Khalif Adams. Oh. But so are you going to say me? I, you're, we're on the show. <laughs> no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Start over. <laughs> the uh, Spot on Me podcast with Cleef Adams. Uh, excellent guy. He's been doing a lot of work trying to uh, build the diversity in gaming. Uh, he's interviewed a lot of great people. Uh, I watched one of his episodes. I listened to one of his episodes recently, and I was in the store, food shopping. It was just making me laugh. And uh, I thought it was great. Yeah. Um, and then, I think that's it. Oh, my wife. She streams on Twitch. Oh, at Rissa. That's. I think that's her username. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if that's correct. I. It's either Rissa or Rissa rants at Twitch TV or something. But that. That's all my shoutouts. Uh. Yeah, it's Twitch TV slash Rissa. Good for yeah. her. Yeah, she fought wow. long and hard to get that name. Uh, big shout out to, um, my girlfriend who is better connected to everything that I will ever be. <laughs> and through her, a big shout out to her cousin's band, Fit for an Autopsy. I know them. Yes. Who are dropping a new album in January. And big shout out to her friend, Chris Salander. Who's part of the uh the the best friends with uh Orange Cassidy and them? Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh man. I uh Yeah, her, her cousin's the the guitarist for Fit for an Autopsy. That's crazy. I met well, the one singer. of the guitarists. I yeah. met the singer a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, he's from around here. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. I briefly uh, worked with him at a GameStop. 
No way. Is that why he looked familiar to me? I don't think you would have known him, but we'll get into that off the air. Yeah. Um. What else? Do you know Jeff Rosenstock left released another album? Did he? Oh, that's such good news. Big shout out to Jeff Rosenstock. <laughs> I am. Uh, it's so funny because before this episode, this could, I don't know if this wants to be cut or whatever. Um, my wife was uh, unloading at me about the entire My Chemical Romance situation, which is like they've been um, putting out a lot of merchandise without actually doing anything to validate the purchase of said merchandise. Oh, like the Misfits route. Yeah. <laughs> All right. No, the Misfits actually play shows. That's unfair. They, they played shows. Um, I mean, there was a tour planned for 2020. I was going to go to that tour. Uh, ended up getting canceled because of COVID. Um, but now they're, like, not talking or doing anything. And it's just like, hey, here's a couple of makeup palettes. Here's a deal with Loot Box. Here's a deal with this company. We're releasing this. Here's a re-release of this album. But there's nothing coming from the band. Like, no yeah. one's saying anything. Yeah. So it's like... It's kind of shitty. It's kind of shitty. I would be pissed if it was like one of my favorite bands doing this. Um, so it's funny to see <laughs> them not being able to do. They can't even put out an EP. But you got Jeff Rosenstock. Jeff Rosenstock dropped like three albums <laughs> in like a year and a half. Yeah. What is it? Ska Dream? No, no. It's um, it's another one. Um, because there I, was no Dream last year. Then I guess yeah. there was Ska Dream this year. Ah, uh, where is it? Uh, twenty twenty dump. Twenty twenty dump. Yeah, that's what it's called. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm guessing this is like maybe sidetracks or stuff that didn't make it to uh to No Dream and and Ska Dream. Yeah. But I I got it on my Spotify for it, it, the year's twenty twenty one. I I don't I listen to Jeff Rosenstock all the time. This you must know... be sir. This must be new. He produced Dan Andriano's last uh, solo album. Really? Yeah. You know, Jeff, Jeff being a fellow Long Islander to here, yeah, Long Islander. It, it's great to see him getting all the getting being in a place because, like, he, he's done soundtracks for Nickelodeon TV shows and stuff. Yeah, like he, he's got a good thing going, and I'm happy for him. I'm yes. happy that someone got off this freaking island. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm happy when the people I I grew up seeing uh, are successful. Yeah, it's great. It's a great feeling. Yeah, it's oh, been man. a long time since the downtown. Oh man, the downtown. Yeah, the downtown. Miss that place. I don't. <laughs> One time, I think the statute of limitations is up for this, but one time I accidentally moshed too hard and I broke this kid's nose. And when I say I broke this kid's nose, it was sideways on his face and I found him by following a trail of blood. Oh my god. I went to make sure he wasn't dead or dying and the security guard was like, "Who are I gotta take your name for an incident. And I gave him a fake name and a fake address and I just fucking left. <laughs> he never returned. No, I went back the next weekend. Oh, yeah. oh man. I don't know what happened to that kid. You shouldn't dress like One Piece in the pit, man. I don't know. <laughs> One Piece has been around for that long. I don't. Mm, it might have been pre One Piece. But anyway, let's get the fuck out of here before right. I admit any more crimes. <laughs> All right.
Well, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for have for giving us your time. We really appreciate you. Yeah, we do. And uh, we we love you, and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye.